GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. Thanks for listening. The LGBTQ plus committee is organising a meetup and we thought it was a good excuse for a general catch up with Lorraine Oliveira. We also spoke to Chief Inspector Paul Cipollina, who recently graduated from the FBI Academy, where he was hosted privately by the FBI director. First, though, our top story. The former Commissioner of Police, Ian McGrail, was in the Magistrates' Court again this morning. Our reporter, Katie Docker, was there and joined us with the latest. Uh, Well, it was quite an interesting morning. We saw again the court full of Ian McGrail's family, including his two daughters and his friends there to support him. And some details about the alleged sexual assault were revealed by the prosecutor, Johan Fernandez, namely that it happened in a public place and it left the woman feeling uncomfortable. Um, He's charged with one count of sexual assault of a female police officer dating back to 2018. Now, what was explosive were statements made by Mr McGrail's lawyer, Charles Gomez. He suggested police officers had been offered jobs elsewhere in exchange for raking Mark against his client. He also accused the police of basically jumping the gun and arresting his client before they'd completed their investigation. He said there were concerns as to whether the witness had been mentored and tutored by members of the police federation in regard to the complaint and asked about the connection between them and the chief minister's office. He said that by making the allegation the woman has put herself at the centre of the most violent hurricane Gibraltar has ever seen. He drew a possible link between her complaint and what he described as a high-powered campaign against the former police commissioner. Mr Gomez also drew attention to the fact the case is being investigated by a private company, um, not something I've seen here in Gibraltar. The judge also said he wanted to know more about that. Stipendium Magistrate Charles Peter agreed that the case should proceed quickly. He said it was a matter of public interest and concern. The case has now been adjourned until next month. A trial date has been set for the 5th of June. And in the meantime, Mr McGrail's bail continues. So... A lot to unpack there and some more fuel to add to the fire that is the ongoing Mr McGrail saga. We will, as always, continue to bring you the latest. Now, um, we have a a, a guest, Chief Inspector Paul Cipollina, who's here to talk to us about his time at the FBI National Academy. But it seems natural to just uh, uh, offer you the chance, Chief Inspector, to uh, comment on that ongoing story. Have you got any comment to make? First of all, Jonathan, good afternoon. Um, Thank you for inviting me on your programme. I have been following from afar during my time away. Uh, The answer to your question is I can't really comment. I'm not qualified to comment on, on that story. I have no involvement whatsoever with investigation and moreover it's a, it's a matter of subjudice so it would be uh, inappropriate for me wholly to comment on it. And um, as a senior police officer have you got any comments to make more generally on the McGrail inquiry and on any potential impact that it may be having on morale at the Royal Gibraltar Police? Again um, for the same reasons as the uh, criminal investigation you're reporting on public uh, inquiry is is a live matter as well Um, and it would be inappropriate for me to make any comments personal or otherwise uh, regarding uh, how it may or may not be affecting the the workforce of which I'm a part of as well. 
Okay, so you were on a 10-week course in Virginia in the United States of America. Uh, It's a course that's designed for middle and senior law enforcement officers. And and, and I think congratulations are in order on the basis that out of 219 senior officers there, you were selected of one of five section representatives and you got to be hosted privately by the FBI director Christopher Ray. That's nice. <laughs> indeed, indeed it was. Um, I, I mean, the course, just just the opportunity to be nominated and then go through the uh, se- selection process that the FBI carries out globally in terms of um, offering slots and then choosing individuals based on their career backgrounds, an extensive vetting prog- uh, process, because you're accessing not only the wider Marine Corps Quantico base in Virginia, so there's a military vetting involved, then you also have the FBI vetting process to to go through, then visas and all that kind of stuff. Uh, what, what does the vetting entail? So um, I wouldn't know the kind of checks that um, that candidates uh, are subjected to. I can imagine from other vetting I, I, I carry out myself and be involved with that it would have been looking into my personal background circumstances. I had to submit my biometrics to both the US military and the FBI. So all those would have... M- making sure that you're not on a database of, uh, of wanted Abs- people. No? Absolutely, because ultimately you are being invited permanently as a resident of their premises with access to their systems, materials, uh, facilities, you, you name it. You're provided with, with ID, swipe access into buildings. So naturally they need to be sure as, as the agency that they are that only um, approved individuals can gain access. Going back to the to the numbers you were talking about, it was actually 247 students. Of oh, which, wow. Yep, 219 were US senior officers from ah. across 46 states. And then there were 28 international students, of which I was I was one of them. Um, so yes, it was a great honour. Mostly because the, the candidates, the section representatives, are elected by their peers. So essentially, after two weeks of getting to know each other at social events, in classes and lectures, students are are asked by supervisors to nominate uh, candidates from within their own five sections. So the 247 get divided into five. And then each section of around 50 students uh, proposes candidates and then the candidates are then subjected to to a ballot. Uh, Sandra says, by the way, congratulations to you. Well done. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> okay, and before we let you go, um, how are you feeling about the future of policing in Gibraltar? Well, um, Gibraltar is, is here to stay and so is the Royal Gibraltar Police. You know, the institution is one of the key pillars of, of, of Gibraltar. Uh, policing uh, is carried out in Gibraltar with consent. Um, by and large, uh, Gibraltar is a is a is a thriving uh, community. It's a very safe community when you compare it with with other jurisdictions. And you know any you know anybody who travels, in in my experience, and also having gone through this program and hearing about the challenges face challenges that face other jurisdictions, the types of crimes, the officers being shot and killed almost daily, Scary, the serious crimes yeah. that, that happen in our jurisdictions. You know you just need to switch on the news. Generally, although we are exposed and not immune to those those you know sexual offences and serious crimes, we do live in a community where you can walk uh, at night uh, in the earliest hour, early hours of the morning, walk home, and the chances of you being seriously assaulted are relatively low compared to ne- nearby jurisdictions. So you know, policing has its challenges. 
Brexit will be one of them. We, we, we know we wait the outcome of what the, the future uh, EU-UK treaty may or may not look like and how it will affect us. We're also recovering from, from the COVID pandemic. And, and, challenges and if you on. don't mind me saying, dealing with the McGrail inquiry and uh, well, yes, that'll be indirectly. A, absolutely, there'll be the challenge that, that the organisation has to face as well. And also, you know, legislation challenges. We have Mani, the Manival assessment as well. Cyber security, you know, cyber is a big thing worldwide. And the, the RGP, as Gibraltar, has to reposition itself and realign its resources and its approach to deal with those challenges into the future. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. Gibraltar's LGBTQ plus community now. Uh, the committee is presenting the first social meetup for the community and I would love to invite members of the LGBTQ plus community and friends uh, to the first of, I'm sure, many informal social gatherings. It's happening on Saturday and it's been pitched as a chance to meet up, reconnect with old acquaintances, make new friends and relax together. And it's a pleasure to welcome uh, to Broadcasting House, Lorraine Oliveira, uh, who is speaking on behalf of the LGBTQ plus committee. Uh, how are you, Lorraine, and, and how are you feeling about Saturday? Yes, thanks for, for inviting me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. It's, uh, yeah, it should be a, a good evening. It's, uh, I mean, an opportunity to strengthen ties that already exist. Absolutely. I think most of the, the thing is we've got, uh, apart from the committee, we do have WhatsApp groups of supporters and uh, friends of supporters that we keep in touch with whenever we have events coming on and we reach out to them for help with flag days or with pride coming up and, and different things. So it's nice to be able to put a, a face to a name sometimes and, and uh, you know, connect with other people and uh, appreciate the, the hard work that they do and uh, their support as well. Of course, around the world, sometimes people face violence and inequality, sometimes uh, torture and in extreme cases, even execution because of who they love, how they look or who they are. Um, is there any aspect of that that is true in Gibraltar? Clearly not executions or torture, but is there any violence uh, against uh, people in the LGBTQ plus community at the moment? There Online, has, for example. There has been violence, physical violence. That you know, I know people have suffered physical violence. Um, again, yeah, I mean, there is stereotyping and there is, uh, like at the very beginning, we, we said about the word tolerant. You know, we don't want to be tolerated and we don't we don't like to use that word tolerance of anybody. But um, there is a lot to do. And especially, yes, online, this is why the, the committee was created in the first place, because of the online things that were being said. And that's why we feel that education is really, really important. Because the more education, the more we get out there and, and speak to people, you know, if you've got anything to ask, please ask. You know, if there's anything you're unsure of, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, you know, we, we all suffer the same way, we all stress the same way, we, you know, we pay the same bills, we, we you know, do the same jobs. It's not about that, you know what I mean? And uh, to be persecuted and put down for, for who you love is unacceptable. Okay, so um, let's just look ahead to Pride then, the 24th of June. Yep. How is the organisation of that event going it's going really well. Um, we do keep a lot under wraps because obviously with different acts and things that we get together that we bring over. So we like to keep people uh, guessing mm. right till the end. Exciting. Um, yeah. 
I mean, we were so lucky last year. Uh, thankfully, all, all the charities have agreed to come again and uh, be part of Pride, which uh, just is fantastic. Um, the local dance groups and, and different things we've got happening. Um, the sponsorship as well. Uh, we still we always need sponsorships, you know. So if there's any companies out there that that haven't heard from us yet, or would like to sponsor, please get in touch with us. You can either get in touch with us on Facebook, or on five four zero zero three six five nine, and WhatsApp. Um, so yeah, so as much help as possible, please. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.